welcome to the Two Acre Homestead. Come along with us on our journey from a small suburban homestead lifestyle to our new lifestyle homesteading in the rural countryside of Southern Arizona. We'll share with you our tips, tricks, successes, and failures from both our past suburban lifestyle to our new rural lifestyle, all on the Two Acre Homestead. Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead. Well, being that this is our first ever podcast, I feel like we need to make an introduction of sorts. So my name is Lisa, and I'm a wife to a fantastic husband of 10 plus years. And we have two small little boys who are both under the age of five. And as you can guess from the title of this podcast, yep, we homestead on two acres. We are not new to homesteading. In fact, my husband and I have been homesteading since 2014, actually 2013. Let me make that correction. We started homesteading when we were living smack in the middle of downtown Phoenix. And over the years, we have progressed in our knowledge and skill level of both growing our own food in the garden and growing our own meat. We have learned a lot, but at the same time, we want to share everything that we know, but we know we have to parcel it out in little bits at a time. And that's why we decided to do this podcast. Now, some of you might be wondering how we got started, how we fell into homesteading, especially if we lived in a big metropolitan city like Phoenix, Arizona. And I wish that I could say we have some fantastic story where we had some big aha moment and we realized that this is where what we wanted to do. No, we actually fell into homesteading. And at the time, we didn't even know that there was a word for what we were doing at that time. But in truth, homesteading and growing your own food and being in control of your own food is something, a seed. it was a seed that was planted in my heart a very long time ago. So in order for me to tell the story properly, we need to go back in time when I was a little girl and I was in kindergarten. In kindergarten, we had this little project where we grew peas in egg cartons. I was smitten with the fact that you could grow food from a seed and this plant grew and you could eat the fruitage of this plant. Now, I've never been a huge fan of peas. To this day, I'm not a huge fan. (laughs) I will only eat peas if I have actually grown them myself. If I buy them from the store, I want nothing to do with them. But I digress. Anyway, since I was so smitten with how this seed grew, 
I decided to go home. When I went home, I told my mom all about this project and that we actually grew this plant and she indulged me and let me have part of the gar- the backyard so that I could grow a garden. Now, I was one of those strange kids that actually liked my vegetables and broccoli, even to this day, is my favorite vegetable. And she let me grow as much broccoli as I wanted to grow. Broccoli and spinach is what she let me grow. And the reason why my mom was really happy to let me do that was because she grew up on a 10 acre farm. Her father, which is my grandfather, was a butcher and a farmer by trade. Well, as it turned out, when I was in kindergarten, I just graduated from kindergarten going into first grade. My grandfather unfortunately fell sick and came to live with us. And when he came to live with us, he would inspect the yard and he found this pathetic little garden in the backyard and got after my mom because he's like, you know, you know how to garden better than this. What are you doing? And when my mom, she turned around and she's like, that's not my garden. That's that's the baby's garden. That's Lisa's garden. And to this day, I can still picture my grandfather's face as he turned around and he looked and he goes, that's the baby's garden? Because I'm the youngest of my of my siblings. And so, you know, he's like, that's the baby's garden? And, and my mom's like, yeah, that's that's her garden. And from that point on, my grandfather took it upon himself to teach me how to garden and how to do it the right way. My grandfather was an amazing man. He was ahead of his time, far ahead of his time, um, because what he taught me and how he taught me to garden was two different styles with two different purposes. One style was what we would call today permaculture, and the other style was the traditional farming in rows. But somehow my grandfather seemed to have married the two different styles of gardening. And he taught me a lot of things, like, for example, about how to build swales. If you're familiar with permaculture, then you know what I'm talking about. And how to capture water and how to mulch. He was way ahead of his time. And... So I learned from my grandfather as a little girl that you never throw away leaves, you compost down things. If you bury things deep deep enough in the soil, it will nourish the soil. These are different lessons that my grandfather taught me. Well, unfortunately, as time went on, he passed away and life moved forward for me. I grew up in the Silicon Valley of California, and where we lived was kind of on the edge of town. So when I would go to, like, let's say, go to the bus stop uh, for school, I would be standing at the bus stop and I'd be looking at a field of cows. And 
so that we were kind of like one foot in the rules and one foot in the city. And that's how I grew up. And fast forward, I went to school, I graduated, I met my husband, and we lived a really good life according to societal norms. We were both educated people, and we bought houses, and we traveled, we learned about different cultures, different languages, and we were doing really well. And then somehow along the way, something inside of me changed. That seed that my grandfather had planted in me started to take root. And throughout all, every time we would go throughout all of our travels, we'd go places. I, if I look back at all of my pictures at all the places that we've been, I always took pictures of farms, gardens, and plant life. That's always been the subject of what I took pictures of. And it started sinking into my head that that is a passion that I have. I love gardening. So we were in this downtown home, which was a really nice house, and it had a very, very, very tiny backyard. And um, I decided I wanted to plant a flower garden. I wanted to do something. And so I did. And then I started realizing, you know, I'm putting in all this hard work to grow these flowers. I'd rather put in some hard work to grow something that I can eat. And so I did. I grew vegetables like nobody's business. I didn't know I had it in me. And the more I planted and the more I grew, the more I remembered all of the lessons and all of the little things that my grandfather taught me. And every time my hands were in the soil, I could see my grandfather's hands in the soil. And there were times that I could hear my mom tell me about different flowers and what they like and what they don't like and how to to fertilize them and how to take care of them. All of those things started coming back to me. That was in 2013. And now starting to get into 2014, what started to happen was I was getting really big harvest and I had too much food and I didn't know what to do with that food. So I started learning how to preserve and save the food that I had. By the time 20, the summer of 2014 came, we had something that happened to us that really kind of, well, it kind of woke us up, you could say. Because we lived downtown Phoenix, um, if you are familiar with the climate that's in Phoenix, Arizona, it is hot. And the temperatures in the summer can go up to 118, 120. And that particular summer, we got up into the 120s. 
and we had a power outage. And we lost everything in our freezers. I had just started learning how to can. I think I had maybe like 10 jars of canned food. I was literally, I was just learning how to can. I lost all of my canned foods, everything in the freezer. It was a complete setback for us. But it woke us up to the fact that life is so fragile and things can change so quickly. And that brought me back to a memory that I had as a child. Um, I must have been, I think I was six years old at the time, um, maybe five or six years old in 1989, when in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area in 1989, there was a really large earthquake and it collapsed a freeway. And that earthquake, I, I survived that earthquake along with my family. But I remember the days after that earthquake, we did not have damage to our house. Thankfully, where we lived, there wasn't too much structural damage, but there was a lot of power outage. And my mom had three freezers and she had a freezer, obviously, in the kitchen with the refrigerator. We lost everything in there. And she had two freezers in the garage. We lost everything in there. At that time, that must have been something like $1,500 worth of food. No joke. At that time, my mom had a ton of food saved in her freezers. So fast forward you know, now we're in 2014. And when I lost everything in my freezers, it kind of gave me a flashback of that time period. And I started thinking, both my husband and I, we started thinking about how fragile things can be in this world and how you need to have backups for your backups. And we kind of live our lives that way now. So when we do garden and we harvest, we have we preserve our harvest now in so many different ways that if one system fails, the other one can kick in. But that was an awakening time for us. And there's other things that happened, and we are going to talk about that on our next episode, um, which is what is our why why we started to homestead. Because I've told you how we got into homesteading. And like I said, I wish it was some fantastic story, but it's it's not. It was just a slow sort of realization and remembrance of what was planted in me a long time ago. My husband, on the other hand, his side of the story, he had no experience whatsoever. There was never a seed planted in him uh, to live this type of a lifestyle. And so eventually, he, like I said, he learned eventually through several years of power outages as we lived in downtown Phoenix, he started realizing the fragility of life. And his story 
and how the how and why he got into homesteading along with me. His part of the story and the rest of our story of the why we will discuss in the next podcast. So stick around for the next episode where we discuss why we decided to choose this lifestyle as opposed to living a consumer-driven lifestyle that most people choose to live. I hope you found this episode interesting. And now that we have made our introduction, and now that you know who we are, now you're going to get a chance to know why we do what we do. So until next time, I cannot wait for the next episode. And until next time, be safe out there.